Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 2, Sons and Daughters. The time is now around 1800 BC. The family dynasty continues. Isaac, Abraham's miracle son, is the 21st generation from Adam at the beginning of the Bible story. Abraham dies age 175, and at age 60, Isaac has miracle sons, twins. They will continue the family line. In the cultural context of the Bible stories, first-born sons were the favoured inheritors from the previous generation, and virgin daughters demonstrated a family's integrity and moral value, which also held a value in terms of a bride price, a dowry of great monetary value. Episode 6 Blessings and Promises From conception, Isaac's sons' arrivals, and the younger, Jacob, spots an opportunity to take the blessing of the firstborn son, his brother's birthright. Esau returns exhausted from hunting, and Jacob offers him a bowl of lentils in return for his inheritance. An exhausted Esau agrees, saying what use is a birthright to him if he dies? Now Esau, Isaac's firstborn son, marries two local Hittite women, which bothers his mother Rebecca. So she comes up with an idea to help Jacob get Esau's eldest son's official blessing from his father. In preparation for speaking the inheritance blessing, Isaac, now old and poor-sighted, sends Esau hunting. Isaac instructs him to get some meat and prepare it to eat. With Esau away, Rebecca disguises Jacob, covering his body in animal skins, and she cooks a meal. Then, before his brother returns, Jacob presents the food to his father. Isaac is suspicious, but smells and touches the animal skins on Jacob's arms and shoulders and believes it is Esau. Isaac pronounces the blessing of the firstborn son upon Jacob. When Esau returns, Isaac realizes he has been deceived and he is outraged. Esau cries, he's lost his birthright, his father's special blessing, and there's nothing that he can do. Now Rebecca learns that Esau is planning to kill his brother. So she suggests that Jacob go away to her brother Laban in Mesopotamia while things cool down. Before he leaves, Isaac blesses Jacob, telling him not to marry a Canaanite, but to find a wife from his mother's family. So Jacob sets off on the 500-mile journey to Mesopotamia and stops at a city called Luz, meaning almond tree. In a dream, Jacob sees stairs going up and down to heaven and God speaks to him. Now God renews his promises to Abraham with his descendant, his grandson, Jacob, and he says that he will keep him safe. The next morning, Jacob sets his stone pillow as a memorial, pours oil on it, and makes a conditional vow. He renames the place Bethel, meaning house of God, and says this place will be God's house. He says he will choose Yahweh as his God if Yahweh protects and blesses him, and he returns to his father in peace. Jacob says if God does this, he will give God a tenth of everything that he gives him. Jacob continues his journey and, months later, arrives in Mesopotamia and goes to a well where locals gather. They remove its heavy stone cover, water their sheep and replace the cover. Jacob chats with them, learns they are from Haran and asks if they know Laban, his uncle. 
The locals say that his daughter Rachel, meaning a ewe, is arriving at the well with her sheep. When Jacob sees her, he removes the stone cover single-handed so she can water her flock. He kisses her and cries, saying he is Laban's nephew, Rebecca's son. Rachel runs home to tell her father the news. Laban runs to welcome Jacob into the household where he stays a month and works for his uncle. Laban asks Jacob what wages he would like. Jacob is in love with Rachel and says that he will work seven years for his uncle so that he can marry her. But Rachel has an elder unmarried sister, Leah, meaning cow, and it is tradition that the older sister marries first. Laban agrees to Jacob's request and says that he may marry his daughter. With Jacob's escape to Haran, will he be blessed as he hopes, or will his deceptive ways come back to haunt him? You can read the story in the Bible book of Genesis, chapters 25 to 28. The Bible Library is a bit like viewing the world from space and then zooming in to a specific location. You can find connections and references across the books. Various chronologies have been calculated and attributed to its texts over the years. Many of the dates have been referenced with historical texts. Our current year, for example, if chosen by the Hebrew calendar, demonstrates the suggested year from creation. For the purpose of this series, various calendars have been used, in particular the timeline created by 17th century Archbishop Usher and others as a guideline, as a framework, a chronological backbone. When taken as history, the Bible story and its prophetic conclusion, which is yet to come in the book of Revelation, is played over a period of between six and 7,000 years. And the Bible says that to God, a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. In this audio series, divided into 12 seasons, in season two, we follow the story from Noah's sons forward through the book of Genesis to approximately 2,400 years from creation. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.